Southern Cali, it never breaks. And I ain't playing games with you, so get it right. And I get to I get to up under city lights. I 
What's up? What's up? What's up? No, you feeling that? I know you feeling that. I had to. I went. I kept listening. I listened to like three times in a row before I even started the show. I like that. That's that. Uh, Red Man, Method Man, City Lights featuring Bum B off the Blackout 2 album. So make sure you chop that up. Go get that. It's hard. I like that. And this is Poe. Politicking with me on Poe Politicking. How you doing? How you living? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Hope you're doing the same. Hope you're doing good too. Before I get started, let me give a shout out to some of my homies out there. First, my homeboy Money at MurphNator.com. Make sure you check him out. Then my homie C-Town at TurboC.net. And also my homie CS at DreamsBlends.com. And also I got some homegirls out there that be doing their thing on the blogs too. Make sure you check them out. Uh, Kitty Bradshaw, that's my homie.com. And then uh, the NewJack.com, that's my people. So check them out. And also make sure you check me out. PoePolitaking.com. Volume 5 featuring Jaden the Cures, R&B, Baby Making Edition, you know, all y'all that want them April's Babies, you know, I got you, so, you want an April's Baby, listen to this mixtape, <laughs> it's dropping, dropping real soon, it'll probably be out by the time this show is out, so it'll be on the site, and also make sure you subscribe to the email list, if you want to get updates, automatic, if the web mixtapes come out, you want to get them, cop them just like that, I'll email them to you, and uh, before I get started, before I get started with the show, Today's guest is like, you know, he's an icon in hip-hop, uh, Crazy Legs from the Rocksteady crew. You know, I told him on the interview, I said, man, like, I probably watch you breakdance before I even listen to, you know, rap. Because I don't even, you know, I was like probably like three or four when all those movies came out, like the break, the Wild Style, Style Wars, Beat Street. So, like I said, I probably watched that before I even started even really understanding rap music. So, like I said, I think it was an honor for me to do the interview with him. But before I get to go to the interview, my homie, uh, period, he want to he wanna, he wanna get on the show because he wanted to talk about, you know, we had a lot of tragic, you know, deaths happen past couple weeks. We had Farrah Fawcett, Billy Mays, Michael Jackson, and Steve McNair. So, homie, period, told me hit him up because he want to we're gonna converse about you know our opinions and be right back. So just stay tuned. Alright, what up y'all? Welcome back. I'm chilling with the homie period. What's good, man? Hey, what's going on? Hey, skinny chick, big chick, fat chick, yay! Call me OJ the juice man, nigga today. What you been up to, man? It's been a long time. Nah, man, I've been trying to man, I got this legal battle going on. My attorney's working on the case or whatever, you know what I'm saying? It's all good. All right, man. I was telling them that I called you up because, man, we had a 
couple, you know, last couple weeks, man, we had a lot of tragic deaths, man. First, it was uh, Farrah Fawcett. How you felt about her? Yeah, Farrah Fawcett was big, man. I, I, I got these pictures of her on my computer or whatever. She she was right, Joe, but like, you know what I'm saying? I keep it real, though. I really, really, really feel it until like, she was dead. Because Biggie said you ain't nobody until somebody kill you and cancer killed her, so she's somebody now. That's what's up, though. Whatever. What's <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, What you think about Billy Mays? That's right. Oxy Queen do her. And then he had a clean goatee, though. I tell you that. I didn't even. I really, man. I, I really didn't know what he, who he was. But it seemed like a lot of people. I mean, just by going off the Twitter and the Facebook and everything, it seemed like a lot. I guess he had a show on HBO called Pitchman. And a lot of people watch that show. So commercial so, too, though. He yeah. did a lot of commercials and stuff. No, but he had a, he had a TV show where they show how he did got to the commercial. Like I guess I guess on a TV show, like people will come to him pitching products, and he'll go test them out, and then like if it's good, then they go to the infra commercials. Oh, okay, yeah, I didn't even know about yeah, that. Yeah, so a lot of a lot of people liked him, so you know, you know. And then uh, what you feel like about uh, Stephen Nair, man? I think that was real messed up, man. Sound like he was messing with a crazy chick, huh? Don't you ever get too comfortable. Yo, girls is crazy, yo. Nah, I feel like like on Martin, you didn't know she was crazy. Deranged. (laughs) You remember that? You know, Martin, he was like, you didn't know she was crazy. Deranged. (laughs) You gotta peep out them signs, man. Cause what you I mean, how it sound right now, it sounds like a murder suicide, right? Yeah, that's what it looked that's what he said. It looked like. Yeah, I don't know, man. Um, last, last, you know, the biggest thing going around right now about MJ, man. How you feel about his whole situation? I just say rest in peace, man. Greatest entertainer ever lived. Despite the, like, like they say, man, you innocent, you innocent till you proven guilty in America. So you just lost, the world just lost like a, a icon and a legend. So did you watch the memorial? Yeah, I, I watched most of it, man. I, I missed the Usher one. That's the only one I missed. So I was at work while it was on. <laughs> Somebody was hating on me while I was watching it. Oh yeah, I, I forgot. I forgot to mention, man. Make sure y'all go to uh, Amani's his Mercenary Ear page and you get the Michael Jackson Michael Jackson tribute he did. But yeah, I mean, yo, go to uh, Period Tribute page on Twitter. <laughs> I don't know. So, so how you feel like what people been saying about him? Like, you feel like it's been a lot of haters, or I don't really think it's been haters, man. I think it's it's two sides. Like, some people they gonna see him in a good light, and some people gonna see him in a bad light, and that's life. Like, everybody can't and is not gonna see him as a good person. Yeah, man. Everybody, everybody. No, I, I don't think it's been that many haters. Not as many haters he had when he was alive. So. You know, it's like one of those things, man. It's like, they either love him or they hate him. Most people love him. So, you know, say, I mean, what they say, you ain't nobody, you ain't nobody if nobody hating on you, so yeah. don't and, worry about it. And then back to what you were saying, man, like how you were saying what Biggie said, man. You're nobody till somebody kills you, man. I feel I feel that's true, man. That's why I feel like you should, you should always, like, if you got people close to you in your life, you should always show love to them because it's like, don't like don't don't tell me you love me after I, after I'm dead and shit. You know what I'm saying? Show me you love me now while I'm living. Shit, it don't matter after I'm dead. Exactly. So yeah, now you see, like, like they were saying, they said they, they brought some comments about the family though, because like you know when he was alive, man, they all had their little public beast, probably had their little side beast. So they all look like they was on one accord yesterday at the memorial. So it was like it's kind of like a good thing maybe they all was like trying to like 
bring you together. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Don't don't let death bring you together. You know what I'm saying? That life bring you together. Shit. Don't let somebody die and bring your family closer. You try to get close before that person passed away. Yeah, it looked like they all had dog signs in their eyes under them glasses, though. I mean, that is me, though. My you, TV probably was messed up or something. You heard about Joe Jackson, though? I guess Joe Jackson, go, he gonna start, like, this little hip-hop thing, like a little boot camp, because he's trying to bring back real hip-hop. <laughs> Joe Jackson, I'm like, fool, how you gonna bring back real hip-hop if you ain't never... You ain't do hip-hop, fool. You did, you did uh, R&B. Nah, he ruled them with an iron fist. Yeah, how the, but how you, I mean, he, 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 try, he trying to do rap now? I was like, what? That dude need to hang up. Hey, there's a reason why he wasn't in the wheel, so I don't know what he trying to do. Hmm. Shoot. All right, man, so I'm about to uh, I'm about to go, on, go into the, the show. Got to go and wrap it up. You got anything you want to leave the listeners with? Uh, yeah. Don't stop taking Remember the time. Be there. <laughs> Oh, oh, my fault, y'all. I, I had a little flashback, relapse, or whatever. But, uh, hey, this period, you know how I do it. Alright, y'all, we gonna go to the homie past guest, Willie North Pole, his track, that our Vegas Lights. We play City Lights early, so we're gonna play Vegas Lights. Be right back with the Crazy Legs interview on Pole Politicking. <sighs> Woke up. Haters, don't get mad. It was just a dream. <laughs> Let's make some good music. Uh, I promise y'all a classic. Swimming North Pole to connect. Just left LA. The homie Luda just won a Grammy, so niggas headed straight to Vegas on this one. Yeah, I'm out the hood, so it's good to spit that fly shit. Yeah. I'm in a stretch limo with the pimps and players Fight night, catch your boy chillin' in Vegas Life of a mobster, chewin' on lobster I'm still neighborhood driver, carry the chopper Hit the crap table, Willie pickin' his guap up Can't wait to hit the hood and pick my block up Can't knock a young nigga pullin' his stock up Find him in a small country, Willie a pop-up Remember back in the days I was wearin' dickies Now I'm fuckin' bitches like Nicole Richie Paris is calling, Willie is balling. I'm still a hood nigga, put my dick in all of them. America's top model, bottles. Fucking America's nightmare with the media right there. Went from a drop by, yes, to a fly guy. Feel like big when he's blue, I'm bigger than you. The West can breathe. I'm what Phoenix and Vegas and LA needs. I just left the meeting with LA Reed. The best thing out the West is LA weed. Remember the little homies wanna borrow the coupe. The West crown is open, let me borrow that snoop. You're still a big homie, so no disrespect. But the little homie bout to go straight for the neck. And become the big homie and go straight for the check. The underdog chasing the best. Give me the belt, the champ is here. I came from the rear. I'm stuck in the war zone, no time to fear. It's time for me to shine, the time is here. Like the Vegas lights is blind and clear. And it was God touched when they came inside me. Y'all got gangs, I got states behind me. New Mexico, Denver, them niggas is grimy. The four corner states is where you can find me. Southwest rider, neighborhood survivor. <laughs> the first Broadway nigga with a driver. What the fuck? I can't believe that shit, man. Southside, what up? Four corners, 
All right, welcome back to Poe Politicking. Chilling with the legend, Crazy Legs. How you doing today, man? I'm good, bro. Chilling, working hard on the Rocksteady anniversary. Yeah, I've reading you the president of the Rocksteady crew, right? I'm, uh, I'm sorry? I, was, I said I was reading that you're the president of the crew, right? Yes, I am. I'm definitely not one of the founders. That goes, that, that uh, title deserves to be, uh, belongs to a few other people, you know? So, I don't, I don't really, t- you know, a lot of people try to label me as a founder, which I'm really not. Yeah, I was going to tell you, man. That's what I want to tell you. Because um, I was born in 82, so, like, all those breakdance movies, like, I remember watching them, but I was, like, three or four. But I, I think, like, that was my first glimpse of hip-hop because I think I watched that before I actually started listening to hip-hop and stuff. So, <laughs> it's kind of like my first taste, man. got me addicted. <laughs> yeah, man. My first jam got me addicted, man. You know, once you, get, once you see it, it's, like, hard not to get engulfed in it, especially as a shorty, man. Cause all that, all that raw energy and excitement and and getting props and being recognized by by the ladies is kind of alright. Alright. So the first thing, man, just just in case we had somebody that you know hasn't been around hip hop for thirty two years, can you just tell us about yourself a little bit more? Well, well, I started uh, b boying in, in uh, nineteen seventy seven. Uh, my introduction to to my dancing was the. the um, my introduction to hip hop as a whole. So when I got into hip hop, it was it was really about appreciating all aspects of hip hop. Uh, six years later, after developing my, my style and some moves, I um, I had already had, like gotten into a few crews like the Bronx Boys and uh, Rocksteady Crew. Uh, we started uh, performing. Uh, to a man named Henry Chalfant who kind of discovered us in terms of like something to present to to the commercial world. Uh, that led to a couple of documentaries which springboarded into performances and and movies like Beach Street, uh, Flashdance, um, and Wild Style. So, with you know all those things, led to touring and, and basically setting the foundation for what became. Um, hip-hop industry today as well as what is recognized as real hip-hop culture because i definitely don't get the two uh twisted when it comes to like what's industry and what's culture okay what do you, what do you feel like what's a long the- time man it's hard to wrap it all up in, in, in the short in the short paragraph right because you've been doing it so long what i was gonna say what are you like you was talking about the in the the uh, industry and the culture can you break that down like what's the difference to you well, you know, um, the, the thing is, is that there's a certain approach when it comes to the industry, a certain way you present, even in presenting your art. Even if you are a, a diehard hip-hop head, there is a compromise when you're performing for people that are, uh, you know, want to be entertained in a certain way. And so a lot of that is watered down um, for the, I would say, it, it's kind of like a dummy-proof kind of entertainment. So, so it's really general and it's really like kind of in your face, not necessarily the type of thing that you can sit there and, 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 and figure out, you know, based on, on um, your knowledge of real hip hop. Mm, so you kind of have to like spoon feed certain people because they really don't care about hip hop. And if you're into the industry aspect of it, you got to make it kind of simple for them to, to just have a good time. And, and, and that's all good. I just, you know, try to hope and, and, and try to promote uh, for a balance within, you know, between the two. All right. And then I was reading, you just mentioned earlier, you were saying you, you're the uh, president of the Rock Teddy crew. Can you tell us how the crew got started? 
Uh, the crew was started on or about 1977 by some young brothers in the Bronx, young teenagers, you know, not even adults yet. And uh, they originally had a crew called the Fantastic Four, but more people wanted to become part of that crew. So they put together, you know, you know they were actually after Fantastic Four, since people wanted to get a, be a part of it, they, they were like, okay, let's change the name. Let's call it the Rock Dance Crew, because this dance was also called Rockin' at one point. And they didn't like the flow of the rock dance crew because it just didn't sound right to them. And, and from, an ideolo- from a certain ideology, they also felt like, yo, we got to make this something that people can keep alive. So the, the word, you know, steady and rock steady crew and, you know, the, the family, you know, coming together to do it together and, and keep it alive. You know, that's how they came, came up with the name. Okay, now I'm going to say... Um I know, like most crews, y'all, you know, you got rules and guidelines. Everybody should follow. Did y'all have any? Uh, back then, uh, you had to battle. You definitely had to battle to get into rock study. There's always, there always has has to be some sort of chemistry, or else, you know, what's the use, man? What's the use in being being down with a crew and being nasty? And you don't get, you know, being nasty at your art, and you don't get along with anyone. It's just gonna lead to drama and headaches. So, we kind of have um, uh, for rock study. A process where people just get to know each other for at least six months before they can even get into rock study, and then we take a vote. And uh, you know, this is also taking into consideration that they have some sort of ability or potential within whatever skill they have, whether it be writing, DJing, MCing, or b-boy and a b-girl and whatever. And then uh, after that process is over. We, they, I, I set up a battle for them, which nobody knows when that battle is going to happen except for the person that I choose to battle them, and that's it. And then we just make it happen one day as a surprise to everyone. And that's kind of like the rite of passage into rock study. Okay. And also, I was reading that y'all was down with the Zulu Nation. Now, uh, rock study isn't in a part of Zulu Nation. Rock study stands on its own, although certain members in rock study are members of Zulu as well. Um, yeah, we're not part of, uh, you know, as an organization, we're not part of Zulu. Uh, I mean, I used to be in Zulu, uh, uh, still a big supporter of Zulu, uh, you know, especially African Bambada. But, uh, you know, my focus is mainly Rock Study Crew. Uh, we do a lot of things within Rock Study that were inspired through Bambada's uh, teachings and things like that when it comes to uh doing for the community, you know, I throw a lot of food drives, which during the Rock Study anniversary, our concert is actually called Rock Study for Life, meaning, you know, being a member for life, and, you know, when you get into this, it's kind of like a life commitment, as well as being a member of Rock Study and doing for people that uh, can't provide so much for themselves during hard times. Yeah, I was gonna I was gonna ask you about that question too. I was gonna say like if the uh, when you were saying about the uh, nonprofit and the food drives, have y'all always been doing that or is that something like y'all just started? Because it was reading like nah, I've been doing that for a long time, bro. I've been I I throw this event every year that uh, since basically for like fifteen years, and it's called uh, uh, Yes We Can Can Food Drive. Mm-hmm. So I've been doing that for a long time. It started with. Uh, um, well, actually, myself and Bobito came up, well, actually, Bobito Garcia came up with the name Yes We Can and Can, and that was inspired by the fact that it was a canned food drive, and uh, the tre- and one of his favorite records back in the days was by the Treacherous Three, and it was called Yes We Can Can. Mm. So, it had, you know, hip-hop meaning, oh, you know, I, I think it's always like hip-hop inspired as well as, you know, some other thing that has to do with the name. Mm-hmm. We can try to have a little twist and turn here and there. 
But so, uh, you know, right now with our food drive, uh, we're, we're actually doing a, a, a logo contest for our concert, which is uh, Rock Study for Life logo contest on my website, and that's crazylegsworkshop.com. And being that we don't do events to make money when it comes to um, uh, giving back to the community, Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's just a contest where people are going to get some shine. That, that their artwork would be displayed behind all these artists that are going to be performing at the concert. And you know, if they happen to be in the city, they get mad love, carte blanche, or whatever they need, whatever they want. You know, we'll bless them. Uh, and, and you know, we're just trying to make things happen. Okay. So you know, it's not a contest where we're going to be giving mad money because there is no money in the fund. We're not funded or anything like that. Uh, so it's just whatever happens is usually out of my pocket. Okay. I was going to say, can you tell me more about the anniversary? Because y'all on your 32nd one right now, right? It's coming pretty soon. Yeah, man. You know, when it comes to Rocksteady anniversary, for a lot of people, it's been kind of like their anniversary as well. Uh, so, you know, people also see it as uh, kind of like the pilgrimage to the mecca of hip-hop. So it's be, it's above and beyond Rocksteady crew. It's the opportunity to get in touch with the roots of where all this started. You know, although we do the concert in New Jersey now, um, uh, most of what we do is in Manhattan. Most of the people stay in Manhattan and, and they, they venture out into the outer boroughs and, and, and uh, appreciate kind of like the vibe of, of where hip hop started. And uh, when they do come to the events, they have the opportunity to bump into like the most random pioneers or even celebrities that are just chilling on the low who really love hip hop. And it's like, oh wow, you know, that's that's Wesley Snipes over there chilling. Let me go say hi. And we don't do no VIP areas. We just have, you know, for our events we have like a backstage area, but no VIPs. Because in my mind, when it comes to like hip hop culture, you could be, you know, if it's culture, you could be among the people and not worry about being sweated or stalked or anything like that. Because you know, for the most part, people are just being appreciated. You have your, your moments where where uh, people are trying to get a record deal. They think you can do more than you actually have power to do for mm-hmm, them. Mm-hmm. You know, so I see the artists being approached, but you know, I think they handle it well. Yeah, I was gonna say too. I was reading. It said uh, you said the purpose of the anniversary is to symbolize the preservation of history in the hip hop culture. Yeah, as well as to recognize people who who have made major contributions, but weren't. <laughs> properly documented for their contributions um, because maybe it was something that didn't have to do with selling units. So, you know, definitely people that passed away that were the rock study crew that went on tour, went on the first hip-hop tour that helped to establish hip-hop are, are always recognized. So we kind of do it in their name as well as like taking it back to the parks and, and, and throwing a free jam where, where you don't really get that anymore. And, and have like quality artists at the same time so it is kind of a throwback uh but we also we've also had the opportunity to present up-and-coming artists in new york like uh, i was one of the first people in new york to ever have goody mob outcast uh fat joe uh mad lion people that, you know a lot of people have come through the rock steady anniversary and have used that kind of as a springboard for their careers because mm, it's like they getting they getting co-signed by real real hip-hop so it's helping them out. Mm-hmm. And you know what the thing is, is that for the, mo- for the most part, I would say 99% of the artists that have performed on our stage 
has been entertaining, entertaining artists. You know, they usually have shows that normally you wouldn't book anyone that cannot perform on stage. I don't care how many units you sell. Your show got to be, you know, you got to have some height to your show. And we don't do the, like, uh, unless it's, like, at the very end of the show and people are just, like, like a, like a KRS-One starts pulling up MCs, we don't do, like, the whole posse on stage, you know. It's very rare when you see that, you know, some hip-hop heads just pulling on their homeboy just for the hell of it. We like to make sure that the audience is properly entertained and the focus is on the artist. I was going to say, so who is who's some of your favorite uh, artists out there? Because I was reading this one interview, you saying you like Jay-Z a lot. Yeah, I've always liked Jay-Z. I think, I think Jay-Z, you know, uh, for him being a commercial artist as well, has, has also maintained a nice balance between industry and, and doing underground, you know, tracks as well. Uh, Nas is always a favorite. KRS is always a favorite. You know, uh, even, uh, what's his name? Uh, Ludacris. I like Ludacris. Uh, there's a lot of people that I like, you know, dilated peoples. I have a pretty diverse appreciation. I don't, I'm not the type of person that hates on commercial radio, although I have my criticisms of it. At the same time, I also have my criticisms. My, you know, I could criticize the, the most self-righteous hip-hop head that thinks, thinks that everything, you know, starts and ends at being a 100% hip-hop purist. Yeah. You know, if we had our own little island and we didn't have to deal with anything else and we owned all the radio stations, yeah, okay, live that life. Yeah, I was going to just ask you, too, I was going to say, so what's your view, as far as from the, from the MCN standpoint, what's your view at, on hip-hop right now? Um, I think, I mean, I'm not even going to sit here and tell you that I'm on the grind to find all these uh, uh, new MCs and all that. <laughs> I, re- I, I kind of rely on on the, you know, the young brothers and sisters that are around me in Rocksteady and, and, you know, the people I work with and teach to, to keep me up to date because, like anything else, as you get older, you have other interests and life to me isn't one big episode of Beat Street, so I'm not in the grind like that. You know, I still live and do my thing when it comes to hip-hop on, on you know, the majority of the time, but there's so much out there. How do you even attempt to stay on top of all of it? You know, you got you like can't have a job. Yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna ask you too though. Like, you ever heard that that one song? Uh, it had it had Andre 3000, Snoop, and Lil Wayne called Hollywood Divorce. Uh, nah. Okay, yeah, it was basically just saying like how um, hip hop is not commercial and it's passed away. Do you, do you think that same way? Like we kind of kind of lost it because it went too mainstream. No, I mean I don't know what circle. You know, it all depends on where you're looking. Okay, and who, 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 what you really care about? Because if they felt that way, they could have helped to bring up much, many more artists. Instead of talking down, huh? That are supporting hip hop culture, uh, and 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 you know, just because you're not looking in a certain direction doesn't mean that it, it ain't right in front of your face. It's what just what you choose to see, and, and the thing about it is. They are part of the machine, so for them to even say that, it's kind of like, yeah, you got to take blame as well, if you feel yeah. that way. Yeah, that's my whole thing, too. That's why I kind of I kind of got mad at Nas when he did the hip-hop is dead thing, because I'm like, okay, it's like, it's like now that you're done with it, you're like, it's dead. <laughs> It's like man, you gotta like keep it going for the youth. Like you can't just you can't you can't shit on it now because you gotta keep it going. It's like you can't use it up, then be like, oh, it's dead. I don't want it no more. So I kind of got mad at but, that. But, but you know, with, with, with Nas did 
for for the well-informed, we get it. We understand what he's trying to say. But for the for the the, the, the mass audience out there, mm-hmm. they're gonna take it take his word because of how strong of a personality and celebrity he is, and and, and how he's associated with the roots of well, not necessarily the so-called the roots of hip hop, but he is he did come up appreciating and watching the roots of hip-hop from his window in Queensbridge, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and things like that going on. So I understand what he's saying, and he did go out there and say, um, those that are really about hip and I'm, I'm paraphrasing, but he said those, I don't have to explain this to a real hip-hop head. You know? And, and, and I get that, but I think uh, he could have made it uh, a lot more understanding to the people that will take it as something literal. Yeah, I feel like what Jay be saying, like some of that stuff he be saying. He <laughs> just be saying, but I ain't gonna go on that. But I, I, was, I was I was watching this inter- another interview you did, and you said that you you one of your goals you want to pass the art form to the next generation as well as other cultures. And I was like, can you yeah, talk about always. that a little bit? Well, you know, when, when Rock City Crew was given to me mm-hmm. by the original president, uh, whose name was Jimmy D, he told me, yo, just keep it alive. You know, and and he told me that at the age of, damn, what was that? I was, mm-hmm, I was only 14 years old when this crew was given to me. I was like, how old, do, how old were you when you started, when you got in the crew? I got in the crew in 79, when I was 12 years old. Okay, okay. So, you know, um, you know that was uh, that was that was big for me. You know, I took that, and and, and although I know, you know, we were kids and, and stuff like that, and kids say certain things, but I, that's one of the things that I took, you know, for the rest of my life as a mission. And, and, and part of keeping it alive is making sure that I'm nurturing other people to be able to run things if for some reason I'm not around. And, and you know, we do have a whole group of young Rock City crew members. I'm washing my hands in the background, by the way. Sorry for the water. <laughs> no, right. so, we, so we do have a group of young people, uh, younger generation Rock City crew members that are, are holding it down and, and kind of uh, overseeing a lot more than I've let people oversee in the past. So I'm kind of letting go uh, of uh, a lot of responsibilities when it comes to uh, continuing to Develop the different members of Rocksteady, and I'm passing it on some of those responsibilities on to others. But with, you know, but at the same time, still guiding those people that I'm putting in leadership roles. Because if we don't do things like that, you know, our history becomes a mess. Right. And also, I was, it was the same interview. You said something else, man. I thought, it, I think you was talking about, you was talking about b-boying, but I think it had a deep, it had a deeper meaning. It just was a metaphor for life that I got. A, and you said. uh Turn your mistakes into a work of art. Oh yes, 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 and, and that just comes from staying focused, man. Because if you think about it, sometimes you set out to do something, and when you have that one thing in mind that you set out to do, and you stumble upon something else, you know, hopefully you you'll have someone around you, or you'll you'll take notice of of the mistake that you made as a possibility for something else. We'll, since we already have in our mind what we set out to do, we can always go back to it, but just don't lose that gem that might be right in front of your face because you're, you're stuck on 
this one particular goal. Yeah, I like that. That's sometimes, sometimes the mission, you know, the, the mission to to reach a goal, you know, may mean you know a couple of stumbling blocks or, or, or things that are like thrown in your path, uh, you know, to also bring along towards reaching the end of your goal. Right. And you had one more thing I liked about the interview too. Same interview. It was the it was the uh, it was like a Red Bull interview you did or something like a little Red Bull segment. Uh-huh. It was that interview, but you was talking about individuality too. You say right. you try to teach that to people. I think that's that's like very important too, because like you were saying, like a lot of them try to copy other people's moves, but it's like you gotta just be yourself sometimes, right? Oh yeah, man. At the end of the day, you have to remember ten years. Uh, you know, I try to think of it like this: ten years from now, how am I gonna be rem- remembered for my approach on this or the way I did that? You know, um, what will people say? So it's kind of like think about your legacy too, as you as you're you're being as you're being creative or as you're speaking, and and, and remember that you're gonna be judged on that. And and if you're out there and your goal is to be a part of something like hip hop, which represents individuality and expression, but you choose to go out there as a clone of someone else, you know. When people look at you, they're not going to think about you. They're going to think about that someone else that you were trying to emulate. You know, so it's like, yeah, take what you, you get from someone else, but how do you make it your own? How do you redesign it? How do you put your thumbprint on it? You know, I, I always tell people, you know, if I, in my classes, if you leave here looking like me, I have not done my job. Mm, right. So you can't teach, take... And a, uh, a teaching approach when it comes to art, which is supposed to be an expression of yourself, um, from the perspective of making, you know, like making people think about you when they when they look at another person. That's something that they need to find out in an interview. Yeah. Okay, I was gonna ask you this too. Like, where can like I guess like the younger generation like where can they go? They want to learn more about b boying and everything. Well, I've been doing a lot of um, workshops lately. I, I just started, you know, my new website, CrazyLegsWorkshop.com. So I'm trying to get around. We have a lot of people in Rock Study Crew. People, uh, you know, on, on MySpace we have a, 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 a MySpace page, which is uh, MySpace forward slash Pioneer Status, and you can find the different members of, you know, it's only Rock Study Crew members there as friends. Mm. Who's looking for different Rock Study Crew members to learn from? They can go to that page and, and, you know, find out who's teaching classes or see if they want to just jot some, you know, share some words with each other. Okay, and I, I was reading about too, man. Like, you seem like you was, like, one of the first victims of the shady record business, man, with that, that one track. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> what, hap- we straight up. what happened with that? We were straight up robbed. I mean, yeah, that's, that's kind of a long story, man. But long story short, they, they, they basically took the sticks and niggas from the streets and exploited them. Yeah, that's why I, I was even, I was watching the video and like, you could just kind of tell by the video. This <laughs> like how they was doing it. Yeah, we didn't, that was something like, like we didn't uh, even enjoy doing it. You said, you said it was like a million copies, they sold over a million copies too, right? Oh yeah, yeah, huh? Yeah, so that, that let me know that the record business been shady all the way back then, 80, 84, huh? I, I can tell you exactly how much I made off the, off the album and single and all that stuff, the two singles. 
for three singles, I made exactly seven thousand dollars. Mm. Hmm. <laughs> All right. So uh, yeah. So this, this gonna I'm gonna wrap it up. This is gonna be the last question. I was gonna say, man, like as a legend, you know, in hip hop. What advice would you give to just anybody? You don't necessarily have to be a rapper or whatever or whatever. Just anybody that's trying to make a living off hip hop. What advice would you give them? Uh, if you're trying to make a living off hip hop, you're kind of delusional. Because if you don't look at it as art first and culture, mm-hmm. you're going to be very disappointed if you're not the flavor of the month or the flavor that a record exec is trying to sign. You, you know, or if you're not the, 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 the dance style that works on stage. So you saying you gotta do it for the love first, right? Yeah, you gotta do it for the love first and, and get that education and make sure that you got more than one hustle these days. You can't just have one hustle. You know, that's like that's delusional right there. <coughs> Unless, you know, I'm I'm pretty fortunate to be in the position that I am in in terms of of uh, being a pioneer well, you know, considered a pioneer. So that does help to generate uh, work on its own. But, you know, there, there are only so many pioneers and, and so many uh, people that actually have multi-platinum or, or, you know, like really high-selling units with their, within their rap careers or anything like that. And there are only a handful of artists that are getting into art galleries with their, with their artwork. So a lot of people, you know, got to get their hustle on beyond, beyond the art. Oh, hey man, once again, I appreciate you coming through politicking with me. No doubt, man. Anytime. I was gonna say, you want to tell them how to uh, contact you or hit you up? Yeah, no doubt. Um, just go to um, crazylegsworkshop.com and um, you could also go to MySpace uh, slash Pioneer Status and uh, you know, MySpace.com slash Pioneer Status and you know, you'll find us. Y'all ain't got no Twitter yet? Nah, man, I can't, I, I'm not really... That, nah, that's the new school, man. It's new school right there. <laughs> yeah, I, I leave that for other people, but I think there's so much technology out there. I, I don't, I'm not trying to be in the rat race of chasing the next new thing. And I think, uh, number one, I use these uh, websites solely for promoting. But I don't, it's very rare when I put a personal thought on there. Mm. I'm, I'm, I'm down with... You know, with, with my people, I like calling them and hearing their voice or getting together with them and chatting with them. When I go out to a club, I leave my phone in the car for the most part. Yeah, I see what you're so, saying. I don't, I, you know, I don't want to go out to a social situation to go onto my phone, to go into a social network, to let everybody know about what's going on in this social situation, which I'm being rude at because I'm on my social network. It's, it's, it's madness, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you know, your social, your social network doesn't even allow you to be sociable. Huh. I, I would say, so you got anything you want to leave listeners with? Uh, uh, just... Rest in peace, you know, to Buck for Kuriaki, Kippy uh, D, uh, Frosty Freeze, Shywin uh, Forty Seven, all, all you know, Gandhi, all the all the brothers that, that helped to lay down the history of Rock Steady Crew. All right, y'all, welcome back. Hope you enjoyed the show. I enjoyed it. It's one of my favorites so far. And uh, also, I want to give a shout out to my uh, homegirl Dove. She would hold me down for a while now. Any of y'all artists out there need a good publicist, make sure you holler at her. You can Google her. She'll come up, though. And um, 
Like I said, I'm about to roll out. Once again, shout out to the homie uh, Crazy Legs for coming through. Shout out to the homie Period coming through. Politic with me. Y'all want to holler at me, get at me at uh, popolitikin.com or email me popolitikin at gmail.com. Uh, I'll take care. Y'all take care. Y'all take care. Like I said, just stay stay posted. You know, keep doing it. I'm about to roll out with some B.O.B. I'm undecided on the track because there was a couple. I listened to his new mixtape he got, and there was a couple of tracks I got. But I'm leaning towards the one uh, with Asher Roth and Charles Hamilton. I know Charles Hamilton. You know, he kind of got played We Freaking Punch in the face, but he went off on this uh, song. I don't know. But anyway, I'll holler. Y'all take care. Go on. Get in.